0: Hey, 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 you guys. We're so excited to have Mr. Nick Grinnell with us. He is a New York-based indie artist and a producer, and he blends aspects of different genres like progressive guitar and classical cello to create new music from his Brooklyn basement slash studio. And we're just so glad to have him here on season six. The great thing about Nick is that he has an amazing talent, but you guys are gonna learn more about his life. And so this is gonna be real fun. We're gonna ask him a few questions and see what are some things we can learn more about nick and thank you so much nick here for being on the show we really appreciate it all right thanks for having me jerry um well i'm just really excited <laughs> yeah that was a nice intro <laughs> thank you so i'm going to kind of use some titles or some things that you might actually know so we're going to use some titles first and I have some questions based on the title so if you're ready to have some fun i'm going to ask you some quick questions i call it like my fast round questions but I want you to give me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the first one I want to ask you is transformation. So what has been one of the biggest changes that you have noticed within yourself as a musician over the past few years?
1: Hmm. Um, so as a musician, yeah. Okay. So start, uh, starting my solo career, basically, um, I started that in uh, 2019, end of 2019 to but then really started taking it seriously uh 2020 and then um and you know since COVID I just I guess I just really uh bunkered down to uh focus on production um and then music kind of changed for me I guess the way that I approach music it just kind of turned into me spending a lot of uh screen time (laughs) at my desk uh just editing stuff and recording stuff rather than uh, playing live. So, um, yeah, I guess just taking my solo career more seriously. Um, but honestly I, I started singing, um, and being a front man in 2019. So that, um, cause I had my band in college. So I just kind of jumped into that because before then I was, I was just a guitarist. um, and also songwriting as well. I guess, you know, I guess it all comes from my solo career, like just focusing on songwriting.
0: I love that. I feel like that gives you a different perspective when you're a part of something different than when you go solo, and we see that with a lot of artists these days. Um, I think like Harry Styles is an example of just how he moved from One Direction to having such an amazing solo career. And I think it just goes back to the intent behind why you're producing the music, and make sure you're doing something authentic that people can connect to.
1: Yeah, Harry. St- yeah, Harry Styles is a great example. I was actually talking about him the other day, um, just how he can never like not be he can never not be cool because he's just I don't know. It's just his his whole thing, like coming from a boy band, like having so much fame, and then doing his own thing, uh, like what he wanted to. Uh, in his own style. Um, and I appreciate how it's like this rock rock elements and uh,
0: like real authenticity to it. I love his music. Like Falling is still one of my favorite songs. I listen to that pretty often. I'll say almost at least once a week. It's just a song. <laughs> I, mean, I just love it. And the yeah. video is just bananas, <laughs> but like golden, you know, watermelon, watermelon, sugar high. I mean, just <laughs> songs that are just timeless. And I just love listening to his voice. But that's when I think of you and and the transformation you've made thus far, I just see you going down a road similar to that. I think you can really make a huge splash and people hopefully will get a chance to listen to your music today. Yeah,
1: thanks. I mean, he's definitely an influence on me. So,
0: yeah. All right, cool. So we got another fun question. Small town. Um, So did you grow up in a small town?
1: Um, yeah, yeah, I guess, um, so my high school had like like two thousand people. So I guess I guess not too small, but um, that's kind of what inspired the song. Just like being back there and um, like after college and just kind of like I guess having a new perspective on it. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I guess you could say it was a small town. Like there was a like close community. Um, you know, I would like like ride bikes to friends' houses. You know, in like suburbia. Uh, <laughs> um in in Long Island by the way
0: um and uh yeah cool now what about gaining confidence as a kid did you have anyone um that kind of gave you that sense of confidence when you were growing up to help you achieve your goals that you set for yourself any role models well you mean like like music wise music wise yes
1: okay yes so hmm I guess when you say as a kid like hmm. I mean, yeah, so I started playing when i was started playing when I was like ten and then started playing in bands when I was twelve um but yeah, like you know, one, like my parents were definitely uh supportive and uh provided a lot like they provided the garage for me to practice with my band um so I would you know come home from school and I always like go right to the garage and and practice and stuff, and uh, you know even throughout high school like We started taking it a a lot more serious and then we turned it into like a recording space um but anyway yeah as far as a kid like my band members um were definitely a good support um like everyone was kind of uh encouraging each other to uh you know like like i guess looking forward uh musically like as like music careers like and and we all like we're not a band anymore, but um we still all like each member is still like active musicians, which is pretty cool. Um but yeah, like my parents like they would book us gigs and drive us to to gigs and uh and do all that stuff. Um but when I, when I think about like like high school times, uh like that we met this guy, uh Roy Abrams, who's a Long Island journalist for the LI Pulse, Long Island Pulse magazine. Um and he he's he actually uh heard of us online and then came to one of our shows and then uh did a couple interviews with us and he was always he was always just very um you know like people after shows would kind of compliment us and stuff and and uh you know encourage us and stuff but he was the first one to actually like respect us in a certain uh like a professional way i guess and like really like take the time to uh, write articles on us and stuff. So just want to give a shout out to Roy.
0: <laughs> well, let's give a shout out to Roy. That's amazing. I yeah. mean, I, yeah. I love to see that um, because I feel like there's not enough support in the entertainment business. And I think like we need to to support each other. Mm. Um, I know for myself, I've always um, had a passion for writing and producing different things myself. And I love supporting other people and I feel like we need to start seeing more of that of people just, you know, showing love and support um, and actually just, you know, buying and streaming and doing things that we should do to help each other. Because, you know, in order for us to to continue to elevate, we have to remember where we started. And that's just important to me. So I'm just glad, like I said, having you here on this platform, um, it's going to be beneficial for for all of us because people are going to get to know your music and hopefully your fans will get to know more about the podcast and that's just how we continue to grow. It's just to kind of talk and share. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Support and community. Yeah. So I got another fun one for you, December. So what is the best Christmas gift that you ever received? Um,
1: so yeah, I, I guess as a kid, um, we got my sister and I got the, we, um, when it was like really popular. So, uh, that was, that was really fun. Um, and actually it came with Guitar Hero. So Guitar Hero, uh, uh, like the third one, Legends of Rock. And, um, you know, that is actually kind of what turned me on to rock music and got me into like guitar playing. Um, cause I would just play that game all the time and I got pretty good at that. And then I guess that just kind of transitioned to, um, You know, it just inspired me to, like, to, you know, get into rock and, like, learn how to play guitar. And, uh, you know, I I would always come home from school and, like, play Guitar Hero. But then, I guess, as I got older, it just turned into me playing real guitar. Um, And it just got me into that music, like, Guns N' Roses and Aerosmith and, like, all the, you know, all that good stuff that was on the game
0: man now you're talking my music now because i love <laughs> i love guns N' roses and i just go back to my childhood because i'm i'm definitely a little older than you nick on that one but when i was younger i used to have a sega genesis and that was just something that i loved when i was younger and we used to have street fighter which is one of a big game for when i was younger and then my mom actually um bought us this game we had like it was a royal rumble So it had, like, all of the greats, like Hulk Hogan and Undertaker and just stuff. So I remember that when I was a kid, when you said the Wii, it just reminded me when I was younger. We just had so much fun. My brother and I would play games. And so it used to get crazy because, like, I figured out, like, different codes that I can memorize to, like, win the game. So then my brother (laughs) would get so upset because, like, we would play, and I'm like... I already know how I'm gonna win. So he would just k- pick all these different characters. I'm like, it really doesn't matter. I already know what code's gonna work. So it would just be so fun. Like he was like, I wanna bet. I'm like, no, I don't wanna bet on the game. I just wanna just have fun and he would get so mad. But yeah, that that was really fun. Like Christmas was always a holiday that um I remember a lot of our family kind of trying their best to kind of put themselves together because we grew up with a lot of, you know, things that went on in our childhood. But I'll never forget during Christmas, that was normally one of the times. Where everyone tried to kind of get alone and do stuff together, and that was always something I remember. Yeah, of course. Now, what about um, yeah, it? Is a holiday. huge holiday. <laughs> what about New Year's for you? Do you um, normally celebrate New Year's with your friends and family, or do you normally celebrate alone, or how does that work?
1: Um. Yeah. So, you know, normally I, I just celebrate with my with you know my parents, uh, you know, as a family, my sister, my sister too, just watching the ball drop. Um like ever since I was a kid but actually the last two years um my girlfriend and I uh started this tradition where uh 2021 on January 1st like we wanted this road trip um we just decided like why don't we just because she just said to me like why don't just go on a trip like let's just go somewhere and it has to be like 10 hours minimum and I'm like what 10 hours minimum that's so far like so she kind of like got me uh out of my shell when it comes to traveling i guess so she was like yeah pick somewhere you pick like somewhere like 10 hours at least 10 hours away so and then i was like i want to go somewhere warm like i can use a break from the winter so we just, we drove to charleston um we actually stayed in uh virginia like to break up the driving but and then uh this year we went to portland maine and uh I just feel like it's a great way to see something new and start the year with a different perspective, I guess.
0: I love that. I think that's a really cool idea. Um, one thing I was thinking of that maybe y'all can do next time you travel is like do like scrapbooking as well, like taking pictures and keeping track of like different things you get in each city. And then maybe that can be something down the line, you know, hopefully if you guys continue to date and if you get married, like you'll have these things to remember. And you can kind of oh you're, you're
1: like print it, print out the pictures and stuff.
0: Like, yes, Yeah. Yes.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And then have a book I, of it.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think that'd be a really good idea. And then it'd be something where she knows you're putting effort into it as well. And then maybe you get to choose the city one year and she chooses the next one. And then y'all can kind of rotate it and just see what experiences you had, especially since, you know, people are traveling a little bit more now since COVID, um, this might be a good opportunity to kind of remember these memories before COVID, after COVID, like how do we continue to build relationships?
1: Yeah, Hmm, for sure.
0: So the next one I have for you is close to you. So have you had um, fan support that has propelled you into the success that you currently have? Do you have like a strong fan base of people that have been supporting you or reaching out to you since you've been doing solo music so far? Um.
1: Honestly, as of now it's just it's just people I know. So it's just, it's just friends or uh I guess other musicians and stuff, but um yeah, it's it's definitely like um I guess I'm just like yeah, like I definitely don't have fans, you know, to to say use that word like not yet at least. Um but I I just have to be patient to get to that point, I guess. So you know, it's just a matter of, like, dedication and, and hard work that, uh, like, it's not going to be instant, so, like, you know, I'm, I'm realizing that now, because um, actually, like, all the years I've been playing music with, like, different bands and stuff, and, like, being a kid, like, um, like, recently, I was just, get, like, kind of, like, saying to my girlfriend, like, oh, man, like, when is it going to happen, like, you know, when am I going to get success and everything, and she was, like, you literally just started this solo project like not too long ago. Like you can't like accumulate all of those years to this one project. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like I'm starting, I'm starting over again. So,
0: It's a hard thing, Nick. And, and I, I can tell yeah. you that from my own experience. Um, like I work primarily as a counselor full-time, so that's my main career, but doing this on the side, I yeah. love to do it. It's fun. And I always remind people it's not about being successful with numbers like I would rather have only fifty people who really follow and listen and they're intending they're gaining something from it than to have let's say a million listeners and they really aren't gaining the message behind what I'm like
1: doing. passive yeah passive listener yeah,
0: and I feel like that's what that's what gravitated me towards you because I was actually um posting something online and then your music and stuff came up as a suggested post and so it easily just said hey let me listen and see what is this guy about I want him to go on the show and so it's never about you know tracking down people who have millions of followers. I could care less about that I I like listening to genuine music people who I think have a great story and I feel like you know anything can happen from this point and for all of us so I I love that you're starting from the ground up and you're going to be able to appreciate it when you do become really big you be able to say man, I remember when we we were all at this point, and I was asking my girlfriend well, when is it gonna happen, and now I'm here, and I can actually appreciate yeah. it yeah
1: yeah, and exactly, like you know just those like those true fans um and uh like you know when I get when I get frustrated with this stuff, like um she'll just she'll say this thing to me like it's like it's like walking into the gym, getting a gym membership and expecting to have abs the same day, like you gotta just be patient with it, so
0: yeah, I love it. that's a great analogy. Um, one thing I can say, Nick, I haven't seen Abs in at least a good ten years, so I totally, <laughs> <laughs> so I totally love that analogy. That's just so funny, but it, it's the mm. truth. It just is kind of like you know what? Uh, if, you, if anything worth having is worth working hard for, and I feel like you have to remind yourself of what it, the dedication it takes to be a superstar. And a lot of times, people get to a certain level of celebrity and then they forget you know, that there were a lot of people who helped support them when they did the, EPs. In the
1: be- yeah, In the beginning, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So I have a fun mm. question for you. If you could perform live with any artist currently in the top 100 charts, who would you choose and what venue would you love to perform at?
1: So the top 100 charts, um, I, guess, I guess there's only a, a small percentage of like music, like my kind of style of music so i guess it it actually would have to be hairstyles (laughs) because um i guess everything we said before i mean it's like that you know kind of like rock element and um i think he's like the ultimate superstar like rock star pop star guy right now um but but yeah i feel like if i could you know play guitar i I feel like that's what i would do like if i was going to share a stage with anyone i would i would uh It'd have to be some kind of like leaning towards rock, and like I would have to like play guitar on on the set. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would I would say like um, like Still Woozy or Dayglo, Um but those are more like indie guys who aren't as you know as big as Harry Styles. <laughs> but, uh,
0: but yeah, I could see you actually performing with two people. One, which you might say, wow, I never thought of that person. The weekend.
1: weekend huh yeah
0: i think like because the weekend has a way of performing where it can go past any genre of music and i feel like the weekend just has a way of of his lyrical content and the way he expresses himself i feel like it reminds me of the grammys which is one of my favorite shows to watch each year because you have like different two or three different people that will perform together you're like i would never put them on the same stage but hmm. when you actually listen, you're like, wow, that's magic. I always go back to like Eminem and and um uh, when he performed with Elton John. I mean, that was during a time where there were a lot of conflict going on between um artists and and for them to stand on the same stage and perform, it's a performance I'll never forget. It's just something you'd never guess, right? Exactly. I mean, and I look at like when Beyonce performed with Prince. I mean, there's there's so many iconic performances. We can go to VMAs. When we had, of course, one of the biggest iconic performances: Missy Elliott, Christine Aguilera, Madonna, and Britney Spears. I mean, that was something people will never forget. Um, so, yeah, I would say the weekend was one, and I was also thinking Ed Sheeran would be another.
1: I actually saw Ed Sheeran um, when I was like a junior in high school, and I actually like—I didn't know that I was going to be that blown away. Um, because I thought he was going to be like other pop artists, but like he did it so different. Where he he just did all with the loop pedal for three hours, and it was or two hours, probably two hours. I don't know. But um, but I was just like entertained the whole time, and I was like, how can how can one guy with a guitar just do all that? And he's just really great with the looper, but it also kind of just comes down to the songs. Like you know, it's just really good songwriting and. Yeah, and Sharon Sheeran's definitely uh awesome. But does he I think he only performs like that, just by himself.
0: Yeah, I've seen him perform by himself for the most part, but he's done if you remember that duet album that he did with a lot of artists. I think Khalid was on it, Camilla Cabello, I believe. If you remember, there was an oh. album he didn't have like nothing but duets or other features. I I think Travis Scott was on it. So I can't remember all the artists, but Um, It was a great CD. I remember that. And I was like, this is just stellar. I mean, he had just a voice and a message that I just respect. So Ed Sheeran is definitely one of my favorites. Tori Kelly, of course, is my favorite artist of all time. I really loved her a lot. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of artists I really just enjoy. But I could see y'all performing together. Maybe at um, Madison Square Garden would be a fun one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. That's, I guess that's the ultimate venue. Um, you know, that's like every artist's goal, it seems like.
0: That's a huge one. And then I've heard there's some really great ones in the UK. Um, a lot of venues I've heard that are amazing. And then Australia, I heard they have like, a, I think it's a, I don't know if it's an amphitheater or something, but I remember I talked to artists um, who lived in that area and they said they have really nice venues there too. So, I mean, traveling the world, like you said, you can take your girlfriend with you and y'all can just kind of just have a good time rocking out with the weekend and that cheering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so I have a really fun question. I ask this to all my guests. Um, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to young Nick?
1: Hmm. I guess that's I guess I'd have to pick an age. Um, um so I I guess I would say to my high school self that th- high school is not the best four years of your life. <laughs> Because I I had a lot of people telling me that, like like teachers and even I even remember like my principal saying that at like assemblies, He's like this is the best four years of your life, guys, so you better enjoy it now while it lasts. And I, and that just made me like, like not look forward to the future because I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is it. Like, but so I guess I would just tell myself like, guess what? Those are actually like not the best four years of your life, and it, it's an adulthood can can be better. Um it could be, you know, like if you decide to do what you love and if you decide to uh I guess make the right decisions for yourself. Um, I mean, obviously if you're lucky enough to, like some people like, you know, can't change everything, um, depending on their situation. But um, you know, like for for the most part, like if if you're able to choose, like, you know, do I leave where I'm from and you know, do I start it? new life and go after my you know my goal my dreams or or do i just kind of like i guess settle for whatever you know but that that's kind of like ultimately like i I don't know as a kid i just never knew that adulthood could be more fun than than being a kid like i always thought you know like looking at other adults and stuff like i guess adulthood kind of sucks but it's not the truth so
0: yeah. And I think it kind of varies too. I, I will say there's some amazing things about, you know, growing older and you start to experience things differently. But if, for me, I would definitely, if I can go back to a frame, I would go back to fifth grade. That was actually the best time I actually had growing up. It really was because I actually, I switched schools. So I went from public school to Lutheran school and I met some lifelong friends that I still keep in contact with today. And so, yeah, nice. that was a great transition for us. And Um, From fifth to eighth grade, I went to St. Paul Lutheran. So for any of my friends listening, I know they're probably hearing me. It was just really a great, great time. And because I went camping for the first time, Um, I started sports. So I was playing basketball and I did track and field. So it really helped me to grow into the human being that I am today, just Mm -hmm. having that experience. I don't think I ever would have gotten to that point if I didn't move on. High school was definitely not the best four years of my life. (laughs) i was like i want this to be over as fast as possible yeah but yeah college was something i'm saying yeah when you get older you do experience and you see a lot of things but yeah high school was definitely not i was like no one told me that so i'm glad i didn't get that live because i was like
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and also like like when you experience new things like your world just gets bigger and and um i if if you have an open mind you know you can you know learn about like i don't know just just different kinds of people and uh different ways of life and yeah, it's just it's not good to just be a, a closed mind to only where you grew grew up, I guess. And that, and that was kind of a goal for me, like escaping where I was from, um, just to see, just to see new stuff.
0: I love that, and that's why I said I think yeah. that that's one thing that we need to have is more um, inclusion in a lot of ways and less divisiveness. I think that it's easy for us to. hey this this person or the way they think or the way they do things is something i don't like or i don't agree with well you know that person can teach you a lot about you know perseverance and resiliency and and challenges Mm -hmm. they faced and and they can teach you how to love yourself and love others so yeah for me i'm always about being around people who are different different ages different experiences because then that helps me to grow and it helps me to remind myself that, you know, even being a person of color, I sometimes have been marginalized in, in s- situations that I shouldn't have. And I realized, hey, I get to break the mode. I don't have to be what someone thinks and I can still be successful. So I feel like,
1: yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, next I I have two more questions for you. So the first one is, um, what's next for you? And the second part of that question is how can our listeners find you online?
1: All right. Uh, sounds like the, the plug moment. <laughs> um, so I have a new single coming out in about a month, uh, depending on uh, when this airs. Um, <laughs> but um, so, I, yeah, like I just recorded vocals to that song uh, last night and I just have to like edit a little bit and then mix it. But and then do the whole re- release thing. But yeah, so that's that's the next thing. Um, and, you know, I'm going to continue to, like, release music throughout the year, like, more singles. Um, and I'm on pretty much everything. Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram. Uh, I have music videos on YouTube. Um, and you can check out, you know, if, if you guys are in New York. Um, I have two shows coming up. Uh, they're on my website, um, as well as my, my songs, too, on my website. Uh, um you know, pretty pretty easy. Just my name and then music. <laughs> um. So June twenty third, I'm gonna be playing playing at Bowery Electric, and then Rockwood Music Hall on
0: July twenty ninth. Um. So, yeah. So thank you so much for having me, man. I'm just excited, Nick, and I would love to have you back if you want to come back in August or September to perform live on my second podcast space. Between, I would love to have oh, you here. Oh, sweet. And sing, cause- you have an amazing talent, and I think outside of you being talented musically, I think you have a great spirit that people are going to connect with, so I'm just so glad that you were able to set this up, and <laughs> I want you to do well.
1: Yeah, thanks, uh, and this this podcast is super cool. Uh, it's a really great thing you got going on here.
0: Thank you, Nick. I appreciate that, and let's remember, you guys, to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, we thank you, Nick, for being on the show, and I can't wait to have you back in the future.
1: All right. I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks, man.
0: All right. You have a great day. All right. You too. Okay. Bye.